0: welcome to the amy rushworth show i'm your host amy coach to multi-dimensional leaders wild souls and a voice for unapologetic pleasure abundance feminine liberation and body-based business this show is for the woman who has big badass dreams And every episode is a catalyst for your healing, your turn-on, your wealth, your freedom, your embodiment, and your soul awakening. You're going to hear heartfelt, unfiltered solo episodes, as well as soul-nourishing combos with incredible teachers and industry leaders. May every episode expand, inspire, teach, ignite, or show you the way to living your best fucking life unapologetically. fucking ready? Let's go. Hey Queens, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and to just be recording this really because some of you will know there's been a demolition happening next door to my house for like two months all day, every day. I swear they're the most dedicated professionals in all of Spain next door. (laughs) And it's been making it really tricky to record podcasts and videos and things like that, which is the way that I mostly channel my creativity and my wisdom. So it's been really like a beautiful, tricky, sticky, very irritating lesson in Surrender. But nonetheless, I'm so glad to be here and the stuff happening next door is actually this really interesting mirror anyway for the way that we move through stuff with money, which is what this episode is all about, feeling liberated with your money, with your money mindset, the paradigm that you live by with finances, with building wealth and I'm going to dive right in. I wanted to say first that there are so many different ways to creating financial freedom. And in an industry that kind of hails like, my way is the way, no, my way is the way, no, my program is the only way. Like, I just want to let you know that I'm going to share some of the different pathways that I know and that I teach and that I live by when it comes to getting liberated financially, but there are so many ways and there are so many ways that I've done this that I'm not even going to have time for to fit into this episode. And the other thing to know is that we're always growing and meeting new edges, new experiences, new awakenings, new paradigms with money. Even if you've reached or even surpassed certain money milestones, maybe you've made a ton of money, there are still layers of this onion that we're constantly unraveling and I'm still unraveling these layers all the time for myself. So I am not speaking to you from a position of like, oh, I've made it and I'm the expert and I never ever worry about money. Like, no, (laughs) it's just a different Level of the game, so to speak. So, with that being said, I'm going to dive into some of these keys to feeling financially liberated. The first key that I want to land with you is that money and our desire for money, and sometimes our need for money or our wanting of money, the fixation that we have on money. We need to remember that it's not actually really about the money. Like it is about the money, but it's not actually about the money. Like you don't want a piece of paper in your wallet, right? Or you don't want to see a certain amount of zeros in your bank account. I mean, I'm sure you do, but it's not actually the zeros that you want, right? It's how that money makes you feel or what that money is going to give you access to in your life what experiences you're going to be able to have through being the guardian of that money or the steward of that financial wealth. So money really is just the instrument to the things that we want, the life that we want, the impact that we want to have, the way we want to support our family or our community or ourselves. It's just the instrument. And the metaphor that I thought of for this is like, if you... I don't know, like maybe there's a song that you can't stand, right? You can't stand like some, you know, crazy rock and roll song or some death metal song. Or I don't know, like if you're into that music or you're not, like maybe there's a song or even just imagine there's a song that you don't like at all. You like hate the song. You can't stand it. It grinds your gears. You don't hate on the guitar or you don't hate on the trumpet or the violin, You just don't like the way that that instrument is being played. You just don't like the sound that is coming from that instrument. And so in the same way, a lot of the negative stories, preconceptions, the underlying uh, sort of, you know, projections that we have around money being bad or money changing who people are or money being filthy, you know, filthy rich or money making people greedy, etc. Money is just the instrument. What we're really projecting or what we're really responding to is the way that instrument has been used or the way that we think the instrument is being used because sometimes our perceptions of people who are really rich or really wealthy are actually a hologram of deeper stories that we hold inside and we project onto these people that we probably don't even know. So money is just the instrument. This is a really powerful concept to play with. If you find yourself like dipping in and out of money mindset stuff and feeling guilty about wanting more or uh, sort of retreating back into old stories around money, instead of fixating on the goal, the money goal, for example, I want to manifest six figures this month or I want to be a millionaire Or I want to have this amount of money in my savings account every single month. Otherwise, I feel bad about myself. Instead of thinking about that, think about what is the sensation, the experience, the feeling that drives that money goal? Is it that you want to give your family financial security? Is it that you want to send your daughter to the most amazing school? Is it that you want to have a beautiful Chanel bag that you keep for the rest of your life, that you feel so prosperous anytime you look down at it, that you remember the moment that you bought it because you were just celebrating and you just felt so accomplished? Like We want to tap into the feelings that the instrument is helping us to create. It could even just be that you want peace. And you want presence and you want to be able to sleep in and not have to do work that you don't love. And you want to have that comfort and that stillness. It's getting clear on what are the things that are really important to you? What are the values that are really important to you? And how does money help us to create that? And sometimes our dreams and our values, for example, peace or stillness, we can think, well, that has nothing to do with money. But in many ways it does, not always. But for example, if you have financial freedom, perhaps you have more opportunity to create that stillness, to create that peace, to spend abundant amounts of time in nature without having to worry about the bills being paid or freaking out that you got to go to work or you're going to be late and you can only spend five minutes in the forest and then you got to rush. So linking the money to the true desires and the true things that we value helps us to recognize that money is just the instrument. So it's like, don't hate the instrument. (laughs) Use the instrument to create the destiny of your choice, the life of your choice, the freedom of your choice. The second piece that I want to give to you is that... We get financially liberated and we open the door to that when we treat money as a relationship that we care about because the reality is you are in a relationship with money whether you consciously cultivate that relationship, whether you deny that that relationship exists, it does, (laughs) whether you abuse that relationship, whether you abandon that relationship or neglect it, Whether you are anxiously relating to that relationship, we are relating to money because we are in relationship with money every single day. Every single person is in relationship with money every single day. When you shower, money paid for that water coming out of your shower. When you apply your lotion, that lotion was bought with money and created by someone else who exchanged it with you for money when you get in your car and you drive to work money money is the reason the car is there money is the reason there is fuel in the car money is the reason you can get from a to b and then home again so whether you want to acknowledge it or not money is something that we are touching and moving with and relating to every single day and so If we're in that relationship, whether we like it or not right now, why don't we bring a sacredness to that? Why don't we bring a reverence and a respect to that? And I know that sometimes this can be hard if you've had a lot of money trauma in your lifetime, your lineage, if you have had a really difficult relationship with money and it's always felt like a source of pain or a source of lack or a source of volatility or a lack of safety. I hear that, I get that. But the thing is, is that we can choose how we want to change this relationship, how we want to meet this relationship every single moment. And so no matter where you've been, you are that powerful that you can choose to rewrite it. You can choose to relate in a new way. And it's not necessarily that straightforward where it's like, okay, I choose to love money and you're done and dusted. Now I do. But over a series of choices, consistent choices that start to make an imprint, the relationship that you have with money can remarkably change for the better. So, if you consider money as something you're you're in a relationship with, start really curiously and even neutrally observing yourself. If I was in a relationship with a person, the way that I'm in with money, how would I describe that? Does that feel healthy? Am I being present? Am I being loving? Am I demanding what I want, but not giving anything in return? And starting to look at that and maybe describing it in a few words, this can be a little bit triggering for some people. I often teach this in my uh, money courses, like Wild Sexy Money, and actually we have a new money immersion coming up, which is going to be so, so, so powerful, uh, called Wealth Body God. You can go to my Instagram to find out more. It is on the special early bird price at the moment, and then it goes up by £2,000 next Tuesday. So that's a really good one to check out, but I digress. This can be a really triggering thing for people to look at, but the truth is, is like the trigger is there, the ickiness is there, the heaviness is there, whether we choose to acknowledge it or not, or brush it under the carpet and, you know, don't dare to look. And I kind of say with these things and with all healing, it's, it's like a fart, <laughs> you know, it's better out than in, we don't want to hold on to things and pretend that they're not there because ignorance is not bliss. These things leak out in all sorts of different patterns. And money is one of those things that can drastically influence the kind of life we live and the life that we look back on. So better out than in, <laughs> like a fart And just know that it's very normal as you start to look at these things to feel things, to feel the things, you know, but once you can start to see these things and address what's going on, then you can start to create this really beautiful, sacred relationship with money and you can be really sovereign and really autonomous and in control, which ultimately we want to feel like we are in control of our destiny, and in a powerful seat of guardianship with our money, right? So treating money as a relationship that you care about, value, and honor, that's just the simplest, most subtle shift, but it has this huge ripple effect based on your day-to-day habits, tiny choices, little reframes. You know, noticing when you're treating it with disrespect Noticing when you're in an anxious or an avoidant tendency with your money, and saying, I forgive myself for this, and I choose again. I choose to relate to money in a slightly different way in this moment. And over a period of time, this will change your life and it will change your money reality. Now, the third thing is that we want to move from seeing money or money commitments, responsibilities, bills, etc., as a burden to a sacred responsibility. Now, I know that this can feel overwhelming and maybe some of you are thinking like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, I've got so many bills. How dare you? But again, the responsibilities the commitments are there and the way that we perceive our lives is a huge influence on the way that we experience life so it's not about being toxically positive sticking your head in the sand and being like oh, I'm so fantastic when really deep down beneath the surface you're like I have so much debt I have so many bills I don't know how I'm going to Get my needs met. It's not this. But what it is, is it's looking at yourself as this sacred, sovereign being that has responsibilities here. And part of that is cleaning things up. Looking at where can I be more responsible with money? Where can I invest differently? Where can I not... You know, hold myself back from buying things to scrimp and save and be in this, you know, huddled little contracted ball of scarcity to try and hang on to it. But it's like, how can I see myself as a powerful, responsible person who has a powerful, responsible relationship with money? And that's going to look different for each of us. For some of us, it's going to mean actually being more free with money, investing in things that are really powerful that help us that give us more ease that help us to actualize our power in our lives and for some of us it might be the opposite it might be learning how to be responsible for hanging on to your money some people you know really cling to their money and then some people have the opposite where they make it and they know how to receive it but they give it right away and they don't feel safe holding it for whatever reason All of this is, you know, loaded with conditioning from our childhood, our parents, our culture, society. And so when you start assuming this identity as being this responsible creator of your reality, this responsible steward of money, a guardian of money, a circulator of money. You can start to tap into, "Mm, yeah, what feels like a really yummy, responsible, respectful way for me to use my money, for me to hold my money, for me to invest my money, for me to save my money. And again, this is going to come back to your values and your desires for your life, because we all have a different set of desires. Some of us want to have a big, fat savings account. Some of us want to have a Ferrari, some of us want to live on a super yacht, some of us want to just have, you know, peace of mind and not have to worry about money and they want to be present and, you know, live off grid, whatever it may be. It's always linked back to what's in your heart, what do you want for your life and how do you start responsibly creating that through your thoughts through your choices, through your intentions, through your willingness to look at the things that feel hard that would be easier to avoid being responsible. And there's a different texture to that than burden, right? Burdensome. Burdensome bills. So many bills. Fuck my life. Why is there so many bills? Why do rugs and carpets... Cost so much money why is the water bill so high why do I always have money coming out of my bank account why is it so hard why me why me why me that has a very different texture to "Mm, okay there's a lot of outgoings coming out of my bank account right now let's look at that let's examine that let's be responsible for that Are all of these expenses in alignment with the life that I desire? Is there an opportunity cost that I'm not seeing? Is there a non-financial payoff to some of these things? For example, paying for a cleaner. Yes, the money comes out your bank account. But what does it give you? Does it give you a beautiful energy? Does it make your home feel amazing where you work every day, which then translates into your creativity your peace of mind, your magnetism. That is a different texture to the victim consciousness of feeling burdened by money, feeling burdened by expenses. And part of being responsible as well is looking at, okay, you know, are there things that we need to prune here? Do I really need to spend that much money on clothes? Do I really need to have the cleaner three times a week when I'm saving for a house because the house feels more valuable to me buying my own home or living in my dream home. These are just a few examples off the top of my head. There could be so many different examples of this that maybe relate more to you, but you get my point. The next piece that I want to talk about is moving from need to desire. Now, of course, we all have needs we're not denying that. We all have basic human needs. We need to feel like we're safe, we need to feel like we can survive, that we have a roof over our head, water, food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And money helps us to create those things. However, a lot of times we use this word need or we project this need into our financial dreams, desires, milestones we want to hit. I need to have a six-figure month in my business, to feel worthy. I need to keep growing financially, otherwise I must be going backwards. I need to have that designer handbag, otherwise I feel like I'm not sophisticated. I need this client, and I'm going to go harass them in the DMs because they didn't reply to my last message, right? so much of this is also subconscious you might not be saying i need this i need a six figure month but deep down you feel that way in some capacity or your actions are coming from this neediness this needy energy and the truth is needy energy distinct from your basic human needs is repelling think about it again in terms of relationship How does it feel when someone's constantly like tugging on you and needing more and more and more and it's never enough and they're feeling anxious? It makes you want to pull away. It probably also makes you feel unseen and maybe even used or like what you're doing is never quite enough or quite satisfactory for that person. It might cause you to just get over the situation in entirely where you're like, oh, do you know what? Can't be fucked. It's never enough. So imagine if we're always doing that with money, how the energetics of that are playing out. Money or opportunities that help you to create money are not attracted to this energy. And from a purely physical 3D standpoint, a lot of the time, the money that we want to create is coming through other people, right? Whether it's through your business, the clients that pay you through your work, the boss that pays your salary or chooses whether you get pay rise or not. However, you're receiving your money. Usually it's coming from another person, right? Because we exchange money between people. So needy energy is leaking into these relationships and influencing them in some way. Needy energy is usually also coming from lack. And so often what happens, you think you need something to fill this hole of lack inside of you. Like, I just need this client. Or I just need to hit this milestone, then I'll feel happy. And it becomes the never-ending perpetual cycle of, I'll be happy when. I'll feel worthy then. I'll, you know, feel safe when. When. Because the need itself is coming from this deeper void within that can't be filled with something like money, that can't be projected onto money, which in essence is just a piece of paper. You're projecting a deep sense of something missing onto a piece of paper. So the shift from need to desire is really powerful First things first, don't make yourself wrong for having this needy energy. It happens to everyone. I was literally doing this the other day, (laughs) right? All of the years of money mindset work, I've made, you know, seven figures in my business doing this crazy ass job that I do. It's like seriously absurd to most people. They're like, you made that much money doing what? (laughs) Um... And even still, even still having defied odds and like created so much abundance and living in the most beautiful, like multi-million dollar home, all the like success and financial abundance that's constantly surrounding me. And it still came up for me. It still comes up, right? So please do not shame yourself for this. And also just know it's going to come up in different ways, no matter how much money is there we're always meeting new edges. Money is loaded with so much social conditioning. We have so many different little beliefs around it. And so be kind to yourself when you notice this. And then remember this. You can always move from need to desire. And sometimes it is as simple as just replacing some words. Ah, oh, I'm noticing that I feel like I need to hit this money milestone or I need to have this amount of money. To feel somehow safe. Okay. How do I shift that? All right. I desire a six-figure month. I desire this milestone. I desire this amount in this fat bank account. Mm. Notice you just shift a few words. And the energetics completely change. The second piece to this is. Okay, so if you are moving and coming from desire, what would that look like? It's the energy of, "Mm, yeah, I desire it. I want it, (laughs) but I don't need it. I desire it, but I don't need it because I'm good either way. And this is why it's really important to work on your worth separate from your net worth. That leads me to the next point. Disattach your self-worth from your financial worth. If you think that earning a certain amount of money is going to change the way that you feel about yourself and your heart, you're going to be sorely disappointed. You're going to be, yeah, crying in your mansion, right? But you'll still be crying. So let's just lose the idea. And I'll just interject here on myself the coaching industry a lot of the time really like whether intentionally or not creates this distortion for people it's like oh she made seven figures or she made multi-millions and so she must be better than me no 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 having more money doesn't make you better than anyone it just means you have more money It just means that you cleaned up some beliefs around your money. It just means that you did some healing work, perhaps, to expand and receive more. And for some people, it just means that they inherited it, right? (laughs) That doesn't make anyone better, superior, or conversely, inferior or less than. Your self-worth has nothing to do with money. Money is just something that we can play with. Again, it's just an instrument that helps us to get free, that helps us to do the things that we want to do with some more power, with more amplification, with more magnitude, because you can put some money behind what you're doing. We need to take money off the pedestal, which is probably a really weird thing for me to say, but it's true. I love talking about money. I love money. I fucking love money. I love making money. I love teaching about money. I love liberating people around money. And you're enough and worthy and fucking amazing, regardless of that. Money is just another thing in life. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't care about money. (laughs) We know that money isn't insignificant to me, money isn't something that doesn't matter, I think it does matter, but it's just one of many things, and it's not enmeshed with your self-esteem or your worthiness. And so notice when you do this, because I, I still do this, like I told you, I still occasionally get my marbles in a little tizzy and I think that I'm not doing it. And then I realize, like, Hey, I'm fucking doing that. (laughs) I'm attaching my self worth to, you know, the money that came in in that launch or didn't come in. And, you know, it's always a work in progress. It's not about being perfect. It's about understanding some of the things that I'm telling you on this episode and then using them to empower yourself. So it's not about trying to cure these things but it's about how do you move through these things with more power, with more awareness and that is the work. That is the transformation and as you do that you can receive more and more money because you're not afraid of looking at the things. You're not afraid of moving through the things and you're not afraid to reframe the things more powerfully for yourself. The... Last two pieces that I want to mention. This is especially potent for you if you're a business owner, but it is powerful for anyone who's on a journey of manifesting money because we can manifest money, not just through business. You can manifest money in the weirdest ways and abundance can come in the most magical and mysterious and like what the fuck just happened kind of ways. Here it is. Give up thinking about money in this linear, rigid way and micromanaging the journey of it. That doesn't mean stick your head in the sand and hope that money will come and do nothing. It doesn't mean just lay around and journal and don't do anything in your business and hope that everything will just miraculously occur. Of course, you need to take steps. You need to add structures. You might need to do a ritual every day that you sit down and you're dedicated to. You might need to make certain moves in your life to create these opportunities, of course. But give up the idea that money has to come in a really linear, obvious way. It's not a movie, right? It's not a movie, it's not a graph that has to keep going up and up and up. Money often comes in cycles. Right? And maybe part of those cycles you do have some linear growth and that's also okay too. Linear growth is fine, but it's not okay when we're projecting that is the only way for money to come in and in the process we're feeling shit about ourselves or doubting ourselves. Money can come in cycles, spirals, surges, mysterious ways. It can leap up. It can stabilize. And there's not really any right or wrong way. Some of you might even enjoy thinking about it in a linear way, to be honest. And if that is your vibe and that works for you, then go for it. I am not the authority over what works for you. But for me personally, thinking about money in a really linear way usually doesn't serve me. It usually makes me feel disappointed if I don't, you know, constantly grow or constantly supersede the previous milestone or the month before, etc. It makes me doubt the timing, the divine timing. And so what I kind of do when I'm setting goals, because obviously goals have some linear nature to them, like I want to create this by this date. I do still set goals, milestones, make plans, things like that. But any time that that starts making me feel like a pile of shit, I release it. I don't release the intention. I don't release the desire. I don't pretend that I don't care when I do, but I release the timing. And so what's been really serving me more so lately is getting really clear, really focused, really excited about the things that I do desire that I want to create saying this is the this is the timing that I would love it to happen in and god I know you got me and I'm going to make some moves and if it's meant to happen on that date that I want it to happen it will and if it doesn't I know that it's going to be even better and I'm going to keep showing up and keep being dedicated and keep reframing the money things that come up and facing the north star of being abundant And the thing that I would use to describe this, and this is kind of the last point of this episode, is that it's focusing on the direction over the destination. So yes, if the destination goal excites you, for example, I want to earn this amount of money by this date. I want to buy a house by this date. I want to have this much money in my savings by that date. If that genuinely empowers you, use it. But the minute that it's making you feel not enough, making you feel depressed, making you feel like you're unworthy, making you get into a weird cycle of hustling and forcing and neediness, bring it back to basics and focus on the direction that you want to go in. And then it becomes much easier to know what next steps to take. Because it's just a direction you're moving in rather than, oh my God, how am I going to reinvent my entire life in the next day? It's like, no, what steps today, what financial powerful things are available to me today that are helping me to move in that direction? And it could be putting $2 in your savings account. It could be posting one incredible post on Instagram that might be really powerful for your dream clients to read and eventually pay you for. Direction over destination. Especially if the destination is fucking you up. (laughs) If the destination is inspiring you, that's a great thing because the destination is inspiring your direction. But a lot of the time, the destination is just another reason for us to feel bad. When we feel bad about money, That good, good money ain't going to be flowing. (laughs) My loves, I hope this has been powerful for you. I could talk on this topic all day. Please come and check out Wealth Body God. Right now, the link is a secret. So you're going to have to DM me on Instagram to ask me for it. It's 888 pounds. It's going up to 2,888 pounds after the first week of early bird, which ends next week. This is going to be such a powerful journey. We are doing deep ceremony based on wealth, based on the earth, based on spirit, God, spirituality. It's a perfect container for you if you're a spiritual person as well and you've struggled to reconcile your desire for luxury, for money, for building wealth and your deeply spiritual consciousness and identity. We are going to go deep into your body, your nervous system. We're going to be connecting with the chakras, with the elements of the earth, with our spirituality as it relates to money and being a powerful steward and guardian of money on this planet. Because spiritual kind-hearted people are a powerful force to be reckoned with. And if they have money and a good consciousness around using money, I mean, you become unstoppable. So I would love for you to join us in Wealth Body God. If it calls to you, send me a DM. I'll see you in there. I'm celebrating those of you who have already joined. Uh, and I forgot to mention, you get a DNA activation in there with Phoebe Marie. And Phoebe's going to be on all of our calls doing quantum healing in the background while I facilitate my modality of breath work. Just get the link from me and you'll see how much deep, deep, deep magic, healing, ritual, powerful, exquisite, juiciness is inside. So DM me for the link. I'll see you in the next episode, angels. Loving you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, Queen. I've loved having you. I hope this episode lit you up and exploded your soul and your heart and your yoni and your intuition. If you want to play together, you can come and join me on Instagram. This is Amy Rushworth. You can also download my really amazing free abundance bundle from the episode show notes can find other juicy details there and I can't wait to see you so soon in one of the next episodes until then keep shining keep blazing and keep unapologetically living your best life I love you lots I'll see you soon